Podo. You're listening to Movers and Shakers, a podcast about living with Parkinson's. The show is generously sponsored by Boardwave, an exclusive European networking community for software CEOs. Boardwave is a passionate supporter of Cure Parkinson's. For more details on the charity's progress around research and its fundraising, please visit cureparkinsons.org.uk. Order, order, silence in court, although the judge tells me that's uh, not correct. On your marks, movers and shakers, are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. I'm Rory Catlin-Jones and we're back in the Notting Hill pub where we meet regularly for a drink and a moan. And this week we really should be meeting on a running track, a velodrome or a ski slope rather than a pub because we're devoting Dream this Dream epi- on. <laughs> <laughs> Barracking to my left. Uh, we're devoting this episode to the subject of exercise, the one thing that everyone seems to agree is important for parkies. Let's check who's here today first. I'm Jeremy Paxman. I'm Gillian Lacey Solomar. Nicholas Morstan. Paul Mayhew Archer. Mark Modell. Excellent. Now, the judge... Nick Mostyn is taking charge of most of this episode, as he tries to take charge of every episode. But I'm going to start uh, <laughs> by checking exactly what exercise we've all done in the last few days. So uh, let's start with Mark. Uh, what have you done and are you proud of yourself? Well, I'm not particularly proud because my problem is that I've never liked exercise. It must be dreadful <laughs> if you had to give up exercise because you've got Parkinson's. But I'm still trying to thrash around finding something. So done a bit of Tai Chi, a bit of boxing on the internet, a bit of dancing. So I'm still looking for something that works for me. Paul, you're famous as the Lord of the Dance. Is, is that what you've been up to? No, I'm afraid I haven't because I missed the dance class last week. And I also missed my circuit training class last week. And I also missed my other exercise class because, well, actually, I don't know why I did. I just got so completely disorganised and useless. I forgot to do everything. And I'm just feeling very guilty and miserable and you're just making me feel worse now. I, I, I am sorry I am <laughs> sorry it is, it is so a glad problem. to have you with us yeah 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 <laughs> disorganization is one of the worst symptoms of Parkinson's judge you're dead organized I am you arrived here I think I can reveal on a funny little bike looking very perky dapper I think <laughs> yeah oh, dapper, thank you. in the last week I played tennis I played tennis this morning I didn't do much over the weekend because we had the grandchildren to stay. I would normally have played golf. And I've had one session with my fitness coach during the week in the gym at the Royal Courts of Justice, which I could recommend. It's the best gym in London because there's never anybody there. Because you always might be ne- exercising next to a judge. And for exactly. some reason, that creeps people out. <laughs> sort of makes people feel a bit nervous. Gillian, what about you? Well, I don't know if I should confess this because people say we've been elitist and this is somewhat elitist. So, mea culpa. But I have been skiing, I'm afraid. And I can still ski, which is terribly exciting. I'm jealous. You know, I can't walk often. I just can't walk. But I put the skis on and I can ski. Well, that's good news, isn't it? That's great news. It's amazing. But unfortunately, there are many mountains in Notting Hill. Jeremy Paxman, what about you? I have done absolutely nothing beyond (laughs) having my personal trainer. I go go and see her. It's a her at present, but it used to be a him. And what does Uh, this trainer make you do? Well, I don't know, things. 
Hell, that's what. That what all things. started like so what? good when you said, I do absolutely nothing, and then you bring in the personal training. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Everybody's how, done how more often than I do you, How often in a week do you see the personal trainer? Five days a week. I thought that I was so fed up with people saying to me, what you really need to do is to take up boxing or take up throwing this or that around. And I, th I thought, no, what they mean is you just got to take some exercise. And that's what you're doing. Yeah, I just take a bit of exercise. You're an example to us all. I have on Saturday morning, I have a Pilates lesson at 8.15, where I am the oldest by about 20 years and the only man. And that is quite rigorous. Then but I have not, a... not for Parkinson's then, just normal. Well, I, I've taken it up because I've got Parkinson's. I, I wouldn't be going to Pilates if I didn't have Parkinson's. And then I do something which I've actually done for 25 years, which I regard as exercise and, and, and therapy at the same time, which is have a piano lesson. And I'm getting worse and worse as the years go past. But my teacher is very keen on getting me to use my weak fifth finger. So I regard that as exercise. I try to hit my targets on my Apple Watch in terms of walking every day. But because our dog will not come for a walk with me, that's not going very well. And on Sunday, I see my personal trainer, Wendy, who I've seen for many years, who might be described as the least woke Wendy around. She makes me put on pink boxing gloves and stand by the Grand Union Canal, punching her or punching two sort of pads she holds up. And then she insults me. She calls me a slag and a muppet. And Are you a slag and a muppet? Uh, well, I don't think so, but it's good for me, apparently. I think that's what I need. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think we'll call you we'll, a slag and a muppet now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll see if Wendy's got some vacancies for you. It's very impressive, but I think you shouldn't use Sophie as an excuse. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> so, Sophie is very moody and will be very upset if she is taken as an excuse. Is that the dog? The dog is called Sophie, yes. Yeah. Uh, and she's it's from a Romania. a stupid name for a dog. <laughs> you've just Derek? You, you've just set Derek is a very good name for a dog and I won't have a word said against it. <laughs> and, and Derek is a very good dog who gives me a severe bout of dog envy because he turns up here and he's perfectly behaved. Well, Has Derek met Sophie? No, well, <laughs> Sophie's oh. met no one. She's living behind the sofa. So, so we've, we had, we've had to put back our episode when we all bring our dogs, haven't we? Because when Sophie, Derek meets Sophie. Yeah, when Derek meets yeah. Sophie. Can we just talk about the dogs? <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> I'm going to say again, order, order, silence in court, because it's over to Nick Mostyn, who has got a couple of guests, and he's going to take charge now. So my first guest is Jerry Collier. We met Jerry, I think, 25 years ago in Egypt on a windsurfing holiday organised by the legendary Simon Bornholt. Sadly, I've lost Never him. Never heard of him. You know, well, yeah. he's very famous in, that, in the windsurfing world. So, Jerry, tell us a bit about yourself. Well, thanks very much, Nick. I'm, I'm an ex-consultant surgeon. I was a consultant maxillofacial surgeon. I was diagnosed with Parkinson's in 2012. So I've had Parkinson's for just over 10 years. I worked as a surgeon for two years after my diagnosis and then decided that because of the stress of all the regulation re regarding being an operative, operative surgeon with Parkinson's, I decided to call it a day and go into medical management. So I did medical management for another six years and then I retired two years ago. And the main reason I retired was because I found the job stressful and I found that I couldn't exercise enough doing the job. So I've corrected both of those things and I'm feeling a lot better in retirement. And have you made exercise your special subject? Oh, yeah. 
Oh, God. Oh, yeah. So, in a sense, you're almost triply qualified because you're medically qualified, you've got Parkinson's, and you know a lot about exercise. So, you are are a a perfect expert witness to tell us about the merits of exercise, correct? Well, yes, Nick. It's it's funny you should say that. My father once said, when I first went to uh, university, I was a dentist, first of all, before being a doctor. And my father said, I'll I'll pay for you to go to university as long as you're a doctor, a dentist, or a lawyer. I've no intention of being a lawyer as well. I'll leave that to you guys. So here's the question, obvious question. Why does exercise improve outcomes for people with Parkinson's? Well, exercise improves outcomes because it's one of the few things that induces neuroplasticity and reduces neurodegeneration. Do what? Neuroplasticity? Neuroplasticity. So neuroplasticity is the creation of new synapses, the creation of new connections in the brain. You can liken this to a roadmap. So if you want to get from London to Leeds, you've got to go up the A1. If A1's shut, you're going to have to take, you're going to have to have to take the back roads. And what neuroplasticity is doing, it's forcing your brain to take the back roads that it wouldn't normally take. So it's, it's opening up existing connections which you're not using, which are redundant, and then you can use them it's, to... It's clearing the roads. Clearing the roads, yes. And how does the exercise do that? It's thought to do that by inducing chemicals like BDNF, which is brain-derived neurotrophic factor, which is like a fertilizer for the brain. Is it that in our case we're trying to create an HS2, but in my case I've got the people who are building HS2 and they're just rubbish at it? I think it's it's not that you're trying to, it's not that you're trying to build HS2. You're trying to get an existing road that you've forgotten about that gets to the same place, and you're trying to use that road instead of HS2. Building HS2 is is what might happen in the future with stem cell research. That's rebuilding the brain, repairing the brain. What neuroplasticity is about is about it's about recruiting what's already there and is, and is redundant and you're not using. But you say it has to be there in the first place. Yes, but it is there in the first place because with everyone, with everybody, because even Jeremy, we, we've all got we've all got much more brain capacity than, than we think, mm. and that we all have a large amount of redundant tissue that we're not using. It's a question of utilizing that, utilizing the tissue that works rather than the tissue that doesn't work. Okay, so what works for you? What works for me is e-biking. And PD Warrior. What is PD Warrior? So PD Warrior is an Australian initiative, which is basically boot camp for Parkinson's. Sounds horrific. It is horrific. <laughs> it is horrific. It was it was horrifically hard work. I started it last year, but it's for me, it's been life transforming. It's given me a level of fitness back that I haven't had probably for three to four years. It's made me feel an awful lot better, made me a lot fitter on the bike. And because I'm a lot fitter on the bike, I'm doing more e-biking which means I'm doing more exercise, which means I'm feeling much better. So what sort of stuff does it actually involve? PD Warrior involves a mixture of balance exercises, range of movement exercises, and also power exercises as well. So what what I mean by power is the ability to move your limb quickly to a brisk end point, rather like batting a ball or... Big aggressive movements. Big aggressive movements, yes. How long for? Well, the critical thing is that you don't get overtired doing it. So I do 30 minutes to an hour every day, but I'm taking lots of breaks in, be- in between each individual exercise because each individual exercise has got to be done to 80% of your effort for it to work. If you do it at less than that, it doesn't work. If you do it, if you do it more than that, you get bloody exhausted. And How it, and do you it know work. it's 80% of your I mean, I could just put my hand up and say, well, that's 80% of my effort. Try it at 100% and knock it back a notch. <laughs> well, there's all sorts of formulae with heart rates and things, and if you monitor your heart rate, then they tell you don't go above this, such and such a number. 
So listen, I do something called high intensity training on Apple Fitness from time to time in front of the, the television. And I jump up and down and the dog is terrified and hides even further behind the sofa. But that this tells dog. me I've done okay. Is that something similar? It's something similar. I think what's important to remember about exercise is, I, is there's no evidence that one type of exercise is better than another. Oh, really? So, the, so the, a the, slow stroll around the park. Ah. Oh, isn't the 80% thing very important? It is very important for that specific type of exercise, but there, there are many different types of exercise. And broadly what you want to do, do is you want to make sure you're doing something aerobic and anaerobic. So aerobic exercise is where you're exercising at a much lower intensity and your metabolism is working at a low rate so that, so that it can continue and you can, and you can breathe and talk while you're doing it. Anaerobic exercise, you're exercising much harder and you can't talk while you're doing it. Now, I feel quite virtuous if I actually managed to go for a stroll around the park, but you sounded rather dismissive of that. No, 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 quite the opposite. I've walked, I've walked to the pub today from Victoria Station at a relatively leisurely pace, and that's my aerobic exercise for the day. Oh. When I get back home, I'll probably do some PD Warrior exercises and I'll do my anaerobic exercises at home. How long for? I'll probably only do half an hour today. But the judges' round of golf, that's a bit of a joke, isn't it? No, uh, no, 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 no. It's, well, this is I mean, all good. In some senses it might be, but uh, <laughs> as exercise, I don't think it's a joke. The quality of the golf might be a bit of a But you're just an obsessive, aren't you? I think that's a reasonable, reasonable, a reasonable assessment yeah. of me, yeah. You are an obsessive. Yeah. So you're not making this prescriptive for other people? No. I'm not making what I do prescriptive for other people. What I'm saying is that some exercise will benefit everybody. But the exercise that benefits you is it's got to be tailored to your particular needs. The important thing to bear in mind is that Parkinson's, as, as you've already discussed, is a very variable thing. Exercise is a very variable thing. And the, and the way you measure the outcome of exercise is very variable. So all the research, it's all much of a muchness. And, and there's nothing much to choose between the different types of exercise. And I think what's important is that you get something that's tailored specifically for you. So, for instance, Nick Nick has a trainer. I think you were saying you have a trainer as well. And I think that's, yeah. an, that's an excellent move because that, that means you get something that works for you. When I was about eight years old, my dad tried to introduce me to gardening by planting some seeds. And I was disenchanted when the seeds hadn't come up three hours later. So I want to know how quickly you get results from this exercise, because I think I need fast results to make me actually do them. Well, I'll let you into a little secret. A week ago, just over a week ago, I was in the Lofoten Islands on a photographic trip for a week, and I wasn't able to do much exercise while I was out there because, because it was snowy and icy, and, and you certainly can't ride an e-bike in the snow and the ice safely with Parkinson's. I skipped exercise for a week and I felt absolutely dreadful at the end of the week. And I had a torrid time getting back from the little Foton Islands on the, on the airplane. And I've basically done a week's pretty much intensive exercise. So a week on, a week on the e-bike, a week doing the PD Warrior exercises, and I feel a million dollars now. So that's a week. Can I ask about the research? With drugs and so on, you have to have evidence. And maybe this is why doctor, the doctors are pretty bad, in my experience, about telling you about anything but drugs. They don't really tell you about exercise. Well, it's very interesting because the proof that exercise works is actually more compelling than the proof for some drugs. So some of the, some of the drugs, I mean, I'm, I'm on amantadine, for instance, and that drug, there is actually precious little proof that it does, that it does anything. Whereas the proof out there for exercise is, is more compelling. The problem is that when you look at the, the studies that are done on exercise, they're done on, they're done on patients that are taking drugs as well. 
So it's very difficult when you look when you look at the evidence to separate the evidence for exercise with the evidence of drugs because the two are mixed in together in the studies. I started by recalling that we met on a windsurfing holiday. Now, when you windsurf, you have to do a lot of different movements with different God, with all four limbs. Judges. Has that? Yeah, windsurfing judges. <laughs> yeah, never mind. Okay, we'll come back to that, Jeremy. Um, can you windsurf? Or has that gone? It's gone for me. Do you know what, Nick? It's absolutely gutting, but it's gone for me as well. And it's the, the thing that I miss more than anything else. I can cope without being a doctor. I can cope without being a surgeon. But missing windsurfing is... But why is has painful. the windsurfing gone for us? Well, I think it, windsurfing it requires explosivity of movement. It requires co coordination. It requires strength and it requires posture. All those things are all lost in Parkinson's. And I think it's it's a question of all the holes in the Swiss cheese have lined up and the problem flies straight through. And I think I think that's what's going on. But it's given you lots of things as well, hasn't it, Parkinson's, as well as taking away Windsor? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I mean, it's taken with one hand and given with, an, and given with another. The bicycling is, is tremendous and I, re I really, really enjoy that. What is but an e-bike? Oh, great yes, question. I'll show you mine. It's our parked outside, Jeremy. It's a bike with a little battery on to make it a bit easier. Oh, a lazy bugger's bike. <laughs> lazy bugger's bike. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> now, Jeremy, now, Jeremy I, need to, I need to let you know what an e-bike is. An e-bike is badly named. They should all be called pedal assist bikes, which is what they're called in Germany, because you don't go anywhere unless you pedal. The electric motor only kicks in if you pedal. It's not like you just turn up the throttle and yeah. go. You, you have to pedal. Even better than that, the faster you pedal, the more power you get. There's some evidence from, from research in the States that if you pedal fast, then you end up improving your Parkinson's symptoms more. So e-biking and Parkinson's is a match made so in heaven. So you get instant rewards. You do. Yeah, instant. Now that sounds like my sort of thing. This yeah. podcast is brought to you by e-bikes incorporated. <laughs> <laughs> One question that I'm desperate to ask, but nobody's been able to help me with. In Parkinson's, there's on and off. When you're on, you're fine. And when you're off, you're really not fine. And in my case, I can hardly walk then. But if I did, say, 100 metres when I'm off, and it's huge effort, and that's the same effort as doing, I don't know, three miles when I'm on, is that equally worthwhile? I think it probably is equally worthwhile. But the thing you've got to be careful is not injuring yourself. If you're off and you're exercising and you're at risk of falling, I'd be careful about that. I think there are two things that really limit exercise. One is you've got to enjoy it. Mm. Because if you enjoy it, you're going to do it regularly. And if you're doing it regularly, then you're going to benefit. All the studies that have been done all show that you get benefit from exercise. But if you stop exercising, you go back to square one. So you've got to be doing something that you really enjoy. And you've also got to be doing something that you're not going to get injured. Because if you get injured and you can't exercise, then you go backwards. So it's not just about effort. No. So that was fascinating, Jerry. Nick, I think you've got yet another guest, one rather close to home. Close to home, yes. Luis Gonzalez, you've been looking after me as my fitness coach for, what, six years now? Almost, yeah, seven years. Yes, and you, you come from Spain, you come from Asturias, Gijón, yes. And every day. Not every day, no, he doesn't commute. And I think you, you studied sports science at the University of Coruña for five years. Yes. So you're, you know what we're talking about. What exercise do you recommend for me to cope with my Parkinson's? So to start, I would say, why do you need the exercise? No, because you've been training for a long time and your fitness improved during this time. But I would say that the most important thing that you need to do is practice whatever you are doing already. So once that you get diagnosed with Parkinson, it's good for you to keep exercise that you are already doing and all the activities. It improves your balance, your posture, the strength, the coordination, the proprioception, flexibility. 
the bone density, the hormone levels, the hormone reception sensibility as well, the cardiovascular health and the sleeping patterns. Do you remember about a month ago, I turned up at the gym at the Royal Courts of Justice, which I keep promoting, and I was in a bad state because I had gone into work to hear a case that morning and I had forgotten to bring any medicine with me at all. And so that by lunchtime, was not able to take any. And so by 4.30 p.m., I was in a bad state, a really bad state. And do you remember you devised some exercises for me which managed to remove my tremor so I could cycle home without incident? What did you suggest I should do? So in that case, I remember perfectly that you come with uh, telling me, oh, I forgot my pills. <laughs> and it was a bit tricky situation. I was pretty sure that you will get rid of it by the end of the session. And that, that's why the exercise that we were doing, how we were doing it and why. No? So... Basically, the first, the first thing that we do when you come is like a warm up a bit. So you're doing, we're doing cardiovascular exercise to warm up the body. After a while, we start to do the interval, uh, high intensity interval training. So it will be like a cardiovascular, but in a more vigorous way. So the thing that we're looking for is to increase the hormone levels in your blood. So this is a high intensity interval will uh, increase the endorphins, the dopamine, the melatonin. Anyhow, we did all that. And I don't know, it was miraculous, but you succeeded in getting me calmed down. The tremor went and I was able to cycle home. Rory, you made an announcement, public announcement recently, about how you were, you'd reached the end of the, your skiing career, didn't you? I did. And I know you're going to try and persuade me that I haven't. So what, what happened was last year, I went skiing for the first time since I'd been diagnosed. I'd had a four or five year gap. And I was delighted to say that although I was much worse, I could hack it. This year I went and I found I couldn't hack it and anything more than the gentlest of slopes. I just couldn't turn because, well, I blame my Parkinson's, but skiing a lot, a lot of it is in the head. If you get frightened of it, which I did, you can't do it. The judge tells me that you're going to tell me I'm wrong. Well, I think that it's a matter as well. You can train it for it. You can train the balance. You can train the coordination, the proprioception that will give you a better place to start. But as well, it's a matter, a matter of if, have you reached your full potential? So the thing that I mean is when I started with, with Nick, with the judge, he wasn't able to do a plank at all. And after a few months training, he was able to do four minutes and a half plank and singing. Four minutes and 43 seconds. <laughs> four minutes, 43 seconds. <laughs> of what? And plank. sing. The plank. Oh, the plank. Oh, right. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's just an example. But I mean, like, he was singing at the same time. So it's like a, <laughs> so, something crazy. So the, is, the, is he a difficult character to train? I can imagine he's a, a bit, yeah, that, a bit it's, trying. It's, it's difficult to make him stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> so we, We've noticed so that, yeah. Coming back to before, it's like I know that he's doing an anaerobic exercise because he's not able to talk anymore. So ah. he's, he's doing the exercise, you need to, you need to shut up. But I mean, it's like, I'm pretty sure that you are not at your full potential. So you will be able to, to train the balance, to train the coordination and to be back in the ski. I'm pretty sure of that. Right. I'm slightly skeptical because one has really got to want to do it. And having loved skiing, I didn't love it this time. And I think if you fall out of love with something like windsurfing, you found that you can no longer windsurf. No, there's too many things to do. Too many body movements required simultaneously, which I can't do anymore. But boxing, you introduced me to boxing. Why is boxing good exercise for people with Parkinson's? The boxing is really good because you do a big uh, group of muscles, you are doing coordination and you are, have a target. So it's uh, something fun, something that the, the target during the training is proof that it's uh, increasing the receptor, the reception levels of the hormones in the brain. Am, am I any good at it? 
Yes, yes, yes. Because you always say I'm useless. If you f -f fight, run. Never get into a fight with a judge because they fight dirty in my experience. Yes, yes. yes. We, we always try to um, set our targets for how long we do the plank or what similar exercises. What is the plank? The plank what is the plank? You know what the plank is. When you have to, it's like doing a press up, but you're just in the up position and you have to hold yourself in the up position of a press up for as long as you can. I don't know that. Is I've it, never heard a, of the plank before. Oh, you've never heard of it? No. Well, it's quite a special We'll, it we'll be doing it after the show. <laughs> can, I, can I ask a bit of advice? Because we've just been told you must do something that you really enjoy. I've always loathed exercise. I've always loathed anything to do with ball games. I don't enjoy it. I won't enjoy it. But what should I look for? I know I've got to do it. I know I've got to make myself do it. How should I find something? You have lots of resources that are free. So you have... Um, uh, YouTube tutorials yeah. that you can follow along. They are really, pretty well done. You have as well uh, free memberships for the gym that they will show you how to do the exercise and they will go with you. And after, as well, you have a free Parkinson fitness classes. Yeah, I started going to the gym. Mark, I quite enjoyed it. I was quite that, surprised. Yeah. I have an idea. Yes. How about we all sign up to something and then we're all letting each other down, blah, 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 if we don't go. And then you might enjoy it. We're all doing it together. So Ridiculous thing. But you'll take that. I do, I do go to classes <laughs> normally, and I do find that being with other people doing something helps. See, I'd like to do the dancing that you do. I think yeah. that sounds great. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. very good. One thing that I would recommend for everyone who has Parkinson is to do the stretches, to work on your flexibility, because that's something that you can do daily. It's easy to do. It's a, an easy routine will be like less than five minutes for the whole body. So how do you do a stretch? Stand up. Um, <laughs> we're, all, we're all stretched now. Um, so looking round at us, Luis, be honest. What do you think of us? Uh, do we look a sorry bunch? Yeah, I can tell that you look better than my father, who doesn't have Parkinson. Right. <laughs> how old is your father? 65. That's great. Let's end by going around and asking each other what we've learned, whether we've got a different view of exercise. Mark, what do you think? No, I'm still striving. I absolutely know I've got to do it. And I'm quite interested in Tai Chi. I'm quite interested in dancing, quite interested in boxing. And I do all these YouTube courses, but it's not intense enough. I think I do need to go to an actual course with, with other real live human beings rather than standing in my front room with my dressing gown. Paul. Well, I've learned that people I thought I could trust as not doing anything at all have actually been having private... Yeah, you know, cheating. Cheating, really. Yeah. Pa Paxman. Paxman, You've particularly. I particularly. feel very let down by Joe. <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> but anyway, it's shown me that I've really got to pull my finger out and do some more exercise, so I better get onto it. Nick, you're already playing golf surfing um well windsurfing i think has gone west but golf, riding golf horses. tennis i've got an old i've got an old horse he's 26 so he's anyway for gentle <laughs> gentle riding and then of course with Luis, and, I, and i no he hasn't i would say with Luis, we pushed up doing the plank for four minutes and 43 seconds and we have what we look for a song don't we for each particular and the one that was four minutes and 43 seconds was that great anthem the labor anthem things can only get better <laughs> was the one that took me to four minutes and 43 seconds there's a video to be made of that, but it's not. It's 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 not yeah, for, cut for away young from people. Gillian, <laughs> what about you? What's your view now? I quite like the idea of a competition, actually. And if Mark's not going to participate, I wonder if you would. No, I definitely. Yes, there we are. Okay, so I'm going to track your computer. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I need something to get me out of bed to do something, and a competition always sort of does it. Jeremy, are you going to compete with Gillian? I'm perfectly happy to, and I don't have any fear of competition. 
but I do have a horror <laughs> of prescriptive exercise. <laughs> you know, you're told by people, you must do this, you must do that, you must do the other. I hate all that crap. <laughs> I think we're all this in agreement. <laughs> I think what we, need, what we need to do is we need to do things because we want to do them. And any form of exercise is very good if you have Parkinson's, clearly. But we will not be told what to do. No. Not even by German. <laughs> You've been listening to Movers and Shakers with me, Rory Kathleen-Jones, and my friends Gillian Lacey-Solomar, Mark Mardell, Paul Mayhew-Archer, Nicholas Mostyn and Jeremy Paxman. The show is produced by Nick Hilton for Poddo. Our theme music is by Alex Stobbs and cover artwork by Till Lukat. Thanks again to Boardwave for their support. Please subscribe to get new episodes straight into your podcast app and do rate and review if you've enjoyed the show. We're also on Twitter at Movers and Six. That's Movers and the number six. So please share the show there and email any thoughts or questions to feedback at moversandshakerspodcast.com. See you next week. <laughs>